Tom Panos, John McGrath, Troy Malcolm, Million Dollar Agent, our favourite time of the week. And I hope it is for our listeners as well. (laughs) 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 Gentlemen, how are we? Very well. well? How are you? Yeah. Coming down from your uh, chat about Gary V, Tommy, you made Troy and I and and I suspect thousands of other listeners. Well, I've got to tell you, um, I went off and I watched uh, a few of uh, uh, the Gary V shows and it's really interesting. He gets people like Anthony Robbins in there. Like Anthony Robbins obviously likes his audience. They interviewed Anthony Robbins on a new book that Anthony Robbins has got out called Unshakeable. Um, John and Troy, have you noticed that Anthony Robbins is wearing a tie and a suit a lot more in the last month or two? I now that you raise it, I have noticed, and I suspect it could yeah. be because he's doing some books about financial mastery at the moment. So he may be looking to connect with a slightly different audience because obviously most of his work over the years has been around personal transformation, and, and I guess he's had both a business and a non-business audience. Really, he's had everyone, just human beings. Well, the other, yeah, but I, I think. I was going to say, no, I was just going to say, Troy. Yeah. So I think that, that's the only thing that I could connect it with. Is I wonder whether he's either looking to connect with a slightly more corporate audience. I was just going to say, Unshakable has become a podcast as well. So if you're looking to download a new podcast, jump on and you can download Unshakable by Tony Robbins, and they break it up as an interview and they go through the process. Um, and what's it about? Is it that the financial one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So rescuing your retirement plan, uh, hidden fees and half truths. Winter is coming, but when power and peace of the mind and world of uh, in a world of uncertainty. So he's got. I'm just looking at yeah. them now as they come up. Well, it's, it's really interesting because Anthony Robbins hadn't published a book for some time and then in a matter of uh, 12 months he's uh, published a book on money mastery and then only about a month ago he published the other one, Unshakable. One of them, Unshakable, is the playbook to money mastery. So he's definitely going down a path of wanting to uh, uh, focus on uh, that of financial matters and it's really interesting. All the proceeds out of uh, Unshakable... Um, have gone towards um, a certain charity. Like he's he's got uh, a, a big passion to feeding an X amount of number of families. You know, he's he's had That's that for, for, for many years. So I've got to tell you, he's uh, John. He's been playing the long game. Anthony Robbins. We're talking about a guy that. Uh, I mean, I remember reading his book. It's the first personal development book I ever read. Was um, Unlimited Power, and I would have read that book. I would say twenty five years ago. But I think that plus Awaken the Giant Within, I think that was the two. And and you're right, yeah. I don't think between those two and now he's almost done anything. Obviously thousands of courses and incredible you know podcasts and, and blogs and so forth. But really interesting, it's great that you just said that he's uh, putting his proceeds into charity because I think I shared with you guys, I'm not sure, but Josh Vegan gave a, a great couple of hours with our Top 50 agents recently and you know, Josh talked about the importance of having um, a purpose beyond profit, he called it. And yeah. then he talked about, you know, higher purpose. I've got it written down here. Higher purpose you may wish to adopt or improve, which was our purpose is to help people build better futures through property by helping them make better property decisions. He said, look, that's, that would be an example for a real estate agent. So i just say that again. If you were an agent, rather than having commission breath and, and just looking to you know, make another 100,000 GCI, if you had a purpose to help people build better future through property. So for a start, this is customer-centric. This is about them, not you. And the, the role that you play is helping them make better property decisions. Now, of course, that works, Tom, both buyers and sellers. So 
you're helping buyers make better decisions regarding you know buying the best property for their family and moving forward uh, and but you're also helping sellers make the best decision about marketing the property and presenting the property and how to sell it and which is the best agent to choose so I thought that was really good well John I'm, I'm curious to get your view on this do you do you believe um, you know um, when you hear I actually said to an agent um, well, well, here's a summary of the conversation. He said, Tom, you talk about eliminating commission breath, but he goes, if you haven't sold a property for two to three months, it's pretty hard to go in and be detached um, from it. What's, what's the response you'd say to the person that would say that to you? couple of things. If you haven't sold a property for two or three months, there's probably some other stuff going on or not going on in your playbook, so you need to really, because there's probably another issue other than just neediness there. But the next one is, at that point in time, you need to detach yourself more than an agent that's got a lot going on, because we do have that sense of desperation when we get to a point where the cupboard's bare, you know, the rent payment or the mortgage payment's coming up and it's very easy at that point. Now, if you can't control that at that stage, that does become fatal to your real estate career. So I think it's it's just one of those things that's like, you know, come grand final time, people say, how do you stay calm and not get nervous? Well, you have to. You have to find a way to practice and get to a point where you are, you know, in that sort of zone as opposed to in that sort of nervous place. John, you recently were someone that had um, some real estate agents who were part of a program called Transform that um, Sam and uh, Mark that run um, that great magazine, Elite, and they're part of uh, Eric as sponsors in um, the Transform program. They were there last year where, you know, people go through a two- to three-month process where they master their skills and you were part of judging some listing presentations or did they present to you as if you were a vendor? Well, it was, it was an interesting thing, Tom and Troy, because I actually almost cancelled at the last minute. I'm so delighted I didn't because I'd had a few health issues and I'd gone into some tests and so forth and I was literally in hospital the morning either. But, you know, I thought, you know, everyone's flown in from interstate and I could have sort of delegated it and had someone sit in for me. But I thought, well, I'll get out and I'll do it. And, so, you know, against, uh, against sort of advice, I went there and, and I sat for a couple of hours and it was life-changing for, for a number of reasons. And I'd love to kind of spend a few minutes of yeah. the day on that. So basically, Sam and Mark do this, from Elite Magazine, they do this great, this great uh, it's like an extreme makeover. They pick off many interviews and off many video interviews. They pick, is it six or seven, I think, Tom? Uh, there's there's, there's uh, 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 six in total. Six, 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 you know, and I was going to say young, they're not all necessarily, you know, young, but I guess six sort of uh, slightly more junior and experienced, most of them, agents to go on this course or this course they call Transform. So it's a lead up for a few months leading up to ARIC and then the winner is announced as it was inaugural last year and ARIC is who won it and they judged them on a whole range of things but basically... You know, it's like um, X Factor, if you will. You know, they pick a group and then they groom them up and they coach them. And Claudio and Cena does a great job. And I know Tom, you play a great role there, as many other people do. Mm. And and you see, and I gave a little speech uh, there probably six weeks ago towards the beginning, and I saw a whole different group. It was exciting to see the change in just a short period of time with that group. So basically, I was there, and, I, and, and Monica. Um, to from Black Diamond and myself, 
were there, and I guess we were role-playing as a couple that were choosing an agent. And so they had 15 minutes to come in and present to us why would we list our property with them. And each was given a different property that they had to, in their hometown. And, and it was fascinating. So what did, what did I learn? Um, I, I learned that there is incredible talent out there, and these guys and girls had grown so much in a short period of time. So it just reinforced to me, if people you know, do things like go to Eric or go to the real estate gym or have their own private coaching, whatever they do, that you can take yourself from wherever you are in real estate to elite level in the space of six weeks because this is what these guys had done. And when I, when I first met them, not being rude, they were okay. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see the, the broad potential. Last week, when when I well a few weeks ago when I was there and, and they presented, the these guys were now elite agents, and I would have trouble choosing one because they're all so good. Also, wow. and I, I would rate wow. them, and in fact, we did rate them, but they, they sort of range from seven and a half to nine and a quarter in, in terms of where I, and I'm a tough marker as, as Troy and as well. So that was really good. A couple of things. Next thing is, I think. As an agent, you have to um, become the customer because sitting there as a vendor as opposed to an agent, which we are 99.9% .9 of our lives, sitting there as a vendor, I kind of put my mental state of I was about to sell a property and I had to choose between this array of great agents. It's very different to being an agent giving a listing presentation. So I, I think you've got to try to reverse it around and you've got to do some genuine role plays in your office or in your business that can change that. A couple of insights I had. Firstly, your level of enthusiasm can be too low. It can also be too high. There was no doubt there was a couple through genuine enthusiasm and sprinkle of nerves that I think probably bowled us over a little bit and were too enthusiastic. And so I think, you know, often we talk about, you know, turning up the passion control, Troy, with people and, you know, make sure that, John, is, you know, you is, I can't, is, is this, was this feeling like a bit like you being on Shark Tank? Yeah, look, it probably was in a way, except, you know, I'd kind of mentally gone to the place that I was now the vendor because when I do an exercise like that, I kind of want to get into it. And and, uh, and so I got to that point where, yeah, Monica and I, we were talking like a husband and wife about, you know, the agent. We we're asking them questions and I was kind of thinking through what would I be asking if I was about to sell my property. And, and so I think it was interesting, but there's no doubt that you can be too low and energy and you so can be too high. There's also no doubt in my mind that you pick up ego immediately. And um, you know, whilst these guys were superb, there's no doubt that some, again, probably nervousness and trying too hard, a little bit of ego shone through, and that probably would have cut them to me anyway. Just John, John, I'd love to know, I'd love to know, what's, what's the clue or tip or the gut feel that, you know, lights up that says, oh, there's ego there. Is it something that's said that, um, what is it, John? I'd love to know. I, I think it's a feeling you get which is often triggered by either nonverbal, so it's just the way someone struts, dresses, um, you know, treats you, or it's verbal, you know, people telling you how good they are and how, you know, they're the best choice and, you know, all this sort of stuff. You know, I always think, you know, you let your... Um, yourself, you know, be their servant, you know, you're there to serve them and you're there to give a set of recommendations and it's up to them to decide who's the best and who's the most professional. It's not something that I would tell people, I'm the most professional and I'm the best agent. I think you just talk them through the process. So yeah. there's no doubt that 
any hint of ego kind of then you marked I marked them down as a yeah. as a prospective vendor. Um, I think process was really important and those that really talked me through and actually took me on a journey that was easy to follow and understand. A couple of them lost the plot a bit in terms of they ended up just chatting about stuff and then, you know, Monica and I would throw something and we got them off track and they never got back on track. So I think definitely important to... How long was each conversation, John? 15-minute limit. So we kind of brought them in and said, all right, you've seen the property, you've gone away, you've done your homework, you've come back and you're representing to us and we've got to catch a plane in 20 minutes. So you've got 15 minutes to talk us through. Um, which sort of sounds a little bit rushed, but it's not really when you when you've done all the tool bits, and this is really down to the, you know, the sort of the rich um, conversation. So I think having a structure and, and taking people through an agenda and checking in, and if there's anything that we wanted to talk through, was really vital, and that put you uh, ahead of the rest. Um, we talk about questions based listing presentations all the time, Troy, but. I've got to tell you, there's, there's still, even when agents are being rated, there is still a tendency to talk, 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 talk. And uh, again, I think nerves probably increase that. But the agents that really shone out for me were those that elicited most of the information from me and gave some recommendations over the top. So they were active listeners. They had some great questions to ask. And they really sort of dug into it. So I think that was that was really key. I mean, all of them had pre-listing uh, kits, which was good. So yeah, they're all sending some valuable information in advance. Um, I think that was really good, high level, high quality. Uh, feedback along the way was the other thing, Troy, I think was interesting. A lot of them, you know, whilst they were listening and then presenting, at no point did all of them say, so, you know, tell us, Monica and John, what are your thoughts about that? How does that sound to you? And I think you have to give the customer an opportunity to say their piece or dig in for more questions or tell you they're not happy with it. So I thought that was that was really interesting. Probably one of the final points, Tom, was explaining the team structure. I think as agents, we kind of know what we do and we know the process and we know our team and what the people do. Those that presented that book time to explain the process, what's going to happen if we list with them, what's going to happen next and what's the journey they take us on. And... What is their role and what are their team's role? I thought that was really important and uh, I found it as a potential vendor very useful, valuable even, to actually know what were the various roles. And when I sort of won a couple of them had a team of two or three people around them supporting them, and they weren't necessarily their own exclusive team, they were people in the office. You know, some of them said, look, you know, Wendy does our social media, so her job is once we list... You know, once we list your property, she will have a com- conversation with you. She'll take some photos and she'll put it on our Facebook account so you're going to get some early. So those sort of things I thought were really good. And a lot of these things agents do, they're not terribly good at <clears throat> telling the vendor what they're going to do. So I thought that was that was good. Um, and and little things like that, explaining what's happening behind the scenes, I think was very, very valuable and how it works because... We assume, because we do it every day and because it's a big ticket item, that most people have a pretty good idea of what's about to happen. Did the I think most people don't have a great idea. I was going to no, say, they don't. John, did that happen at the listing presentation? 
Uh, like almost the, the, the expectations of what they were going to see in the coming weeks, was that happening straight after the listing presentation? Because I remember at MDA boot camp um, with, I think it was Gavin or maybe, actually, sorry, it was Adrian. I, when Adrian spoke, he was saying he went through that uh, presentation of the listing and then went straight into the expectations meeting. So it's interesting to see as a trend, they were doing it then and there to, to cover off what their team would be doing and who was in charge of social media. I think, Troy, it's like a lot of things. It's got to be masterfully, masterfully woven through um, because, and you don't need to, you know, you need to be fairly subtle about it, but as they just talk through and they just said, look, I'd love, you to, to, I'd love to explain if we're given the opportunity to represent how we work and how we work as a team and the journey we take you on. It was really very subtle, nice. but it was definitely useful, and, you know, especially when they're talking about some of the social media things because, a lot of vendors are at the age of 50 plus like myself and they're at the stage of their life where, um, you know, social media is still kind of a relatively new. I know for you, Tom, it's second nature and for you, Troy, as well, but not for every single vendor. So just explaining, you know, how it works with Facebook and how it finds buyers, those sort of things. So were, the other thing I think is important was little points of difference. I mean, one of them I remember talked about, we do open for inspections on a Sunday we find that this really sets us apart and a lot of buyers now with school sport on a Saturday and with the husband and wife both working Monday to Friday, the only time they're now getting is no longer Saturday, it's now Sunday. And I thought that was a really good point. So that to me would have been a point of difference that they were going to open my property on a Sunday that no one else mentioned. Yeah. So I think important to discuss the features and benefits, um, important to have a two-way conversation, not a one-way presentation. Um, make sure your energy is up high enough but not to the point where it's off the Richter scale and it starts intimidating or blowing people uh, out of the room. Uh, and just get rid of the ego. Just no, no need for it, really. You're there to serve them. Um, it's an honour to be able to sell someone's property and I think that's the energy um, that needs to come across. So, you know, those are just a few things, but I'd really encourage everyone to do more role-playing in the office and actually take time to also play the role of vendor because you do get a sense of, um, you know, how it actually feels to uh, to be a vendor as opposed to an agent. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, John, before we finish up on that subject, um, I wanted to ask you, was there any... Um, did they use any tools like iPads or computers or, or things to demonstrate things or was it very much a conversation? Good, good, good question. They, they didn't, and I don't know whether that was a time issue or just lack of... They, they, they almost all had visuals, which and, and I should have mentioned that. Visuals are very important. Some of them drew figures and they talked about, um, you know, how it would work and they would sort of draw almost stick figures to talk about things. Others had very beautifully presented document that they'd walk you through. But a key point, those that gave us the information before they went through it, you can't resist but flick through it. Mm. And, and I would really make sure that if you're giving someone a lead behind, you give it to them at the end and leave it behind. Right. Because I just, I couldn't help myself is, you know, I gave you a nice document and as they're talking, I'm flicking ahead and I'm looking at things and I'm half listening to them and I'm half, um, you know, reading ahead. So it's just one of those things of human nature. I think you have to um, be careful that you don't give people something if you want them to um, concentrate on what you're saying. So, you yeah, know, there are a few points. And I... I think it would have been an interesting point of difference and a nice touch if someone had used technology, but I think just they all were very competent in the use of visuals, which was probably good enough. 
Okay, that's fantastic. I reckon that's a great exercise for all our listeners out there. Why don't you actually uh, find a, a co-coach in your office and uh, role play? And uh, what you're saying, John, is one of the biggest insights was to be able to sit down and to think like a consumer while these presentations were going on because it gave you an insight at uh, what drives you, what you know affects your mindset. Okay, um, really, yeah, really important, Tom. So everyone should do that. And uh, hopefully, you know, these little tips, because uh, congratulations to Sam and Mark, a great initiative. And, of course, we will see the winner at, at ARIC in a couple of weeks' time. So that'll be yeah, more the winner gets a, uh, the winner gets a, uh, a Merc for six months, John. Wow, That's I didn't cool. know that. A winner That's gets awesome. a Merc for six months. And I know you like Mercs too, don't you, John? <laughs> They're beautiful cars. <laughs> beautiful cars. No, that's good. So, yeah, all the uh, people that get themselves to Eric will get to kind of actually see the people I'm talking about. All righty. Uh, Troy, great to talk with you again. John, fantastic. Um, we will see uh, Sam and Mark at Eric. If you haven't mm-hmm. got your Eric tickets, I think you've only got three or four weeks uh, to do it. Thank you, realestate.com.au, for your continued support as our sponsor of this podcast. And guys, I'll talk to you both next week. See See you then. Bye, guys. See you, Troy.